Yeah. So one of the things that I've definitely picked up on is just how much importance people place on their time. So when I compare like the people who I'm talking to on the podcast, like one thing that really stands out is like these people put a lot of importance on their time and where it goes. They're very protective of their time and um, they're not just throwing around their time willy nilly. They realize that their time is their most valuable resource. And so they're, they're putting that premium on their time. So- So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. All right, welcome back, Money Talkers. Uh, this is episode two uh, with one of our very special guests. Uh, we've got Apple Crider here. Um, hopefully, you picked up on episode one and you uh, you learned a lot. You got some of the background and the influences and some of the things that have really driven him to seek, um, you know, financial uh, literacy, financial freedom, um, success, learning about money. Um, you know, we've got a very, uh, unique perspective because of, uh, where he's, what he's done and, and his age. And so I want to make sure that as parents out there, that you're able to look into, you know, someone in, in, in at Apple's age and say, you know what, man, this is the things that we need to be pushing our kids into and not really pushing, but kind of just exposing them to, because once you have that, that, uh, exposure to, you know, what the results could be if you learn these things. I really feel that the spark just starts, you know, and we're in that self-education era. And so if you can start the spark with some of the resources that he's given you, and um, then that's all you're going to do to change the trajectory of your kid's life. And it doesn't take a lot to change the trajectory, you know? And so uh, I want to jump into this section with you in a little bit more and talk about what you're doing with your podcast, because I also find that that's extremely interesting because what you've been able to do and just kind of talk to you a little bit more about the results and, you know, what, uh, how you're monetizing and how you're getting guests and what you're, uh, you know, what, what you, what you're feeling out there and what you're seeing and how to get started. So um, if you don't mind, Apple, if you could tell us a little bit about just basically about your podcast and where you're at today and, and, and some of the people you've been able to talk to and I'll let you yeah. take it from there. Straight up. Well, thanks again for having me on, Cody. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, like, like you mentioned, my podcast, it's called Young Smart Money. And basically, it, it's kind of mixing um, my two biggest passions, which are, which are personal finance and entrepreneurship. So I wanted to uh, basically create a place where I could sit down with top of the line entrepreneurs, people who are doing really cool stuff, creating really cool things, and just sort of hear either what they were doing in the personal finance realm, or just sort of like how their financial situation worked, um, being an entrepreneur as 
Um, I just graduated from college a few days ago. Um, so I am now doing entrepreneurship full time. So um, getting, getting that information, it has always been of interest to me. So that's basically the show. And um, yeah, basically we're out right now. Um, we've, we've been in the top 100 on iTunes for the business section multiple times. I think we've been in the top 100 overall a few times as well. Um, so, so it's been really, really cool to, to sort of see the thing grow. I've been doing it for about two years. So it's definitely been, there's definitely been some, some hours that have been put in. We've got probably close to 300 episodes right now, at least over 250 for sure. Um, probably closing in on 300. And um, so, yeah, I've been able to sit down with some really, really cool top of the line entrepreneurs, um, people who've got nine figure real estate empires, um, Grammy award winning rappers, um, Patrick Bet David, who's got this YouTube channel called Valuetainment. that has got I don't know, a million subscribers or so. Um, Graham Stephan, like, like we mentioned in, in episode one. So so really cool people who are doing really cool stuff. Um, and, and so it's been, it's, it's, it's just been so enjoyable to be able to pick their brains and, and hear firsthand, like what they've been up to in the personal finance space and like building their own businesses. So, um, that's, that's kind of overarching what I'm doing over there. And, um, yeah, like we mentioned in episode one, that really just came about as a result of me being interviewed on my, on my local college radio station, um, about two, two and a half years ago now. So I have a question for you. Have you noticed, uh, have you, have you, I don't know, notice any similarities when you talk to these people that are in these, um, you know, that have had the success that they've had. Do you, you know, is there, are, are there any things that commonalities that you're starting to see between them? Yeah. So one of the things that I've definitely picked up on is just how much importance people place on their time. So when I compare like the people who I'm talking to on the podcast, like one thing that really stands out is like these people put a lot of importance on their time and where it goes. They're very protective of their time. And um, they're not just throwing around their time willy-nilly. They realize that their time is their most valuable resource. And so they're, they're putting that premium on their time. So uh, that's, that's, that's definitely the number one thing that stands out. Like every person that I've talked to, it's very clear that they are putting yeah, a very high value on their time. And, and yeah, they're not um, just, just spending their time in, in um, ways that they don't find meaningful. That's, uh, that's really interesting. Uh, um one of the things I, w- I was a commercial banker for a little while and I, I, when I went in, I, there were a lot of different businesses and I was, this is 08, 09, 2010, right? So like wow. the worst time ever to be in yeah. business. And uh, I would have a lot of people ask me and they'd say, Hey, you know, what business should I be in? You know, cause a lot of people were looking at that time, like, you know, searching for answers basically. And, uh, and I, I would tell people it didn't matter. And they would say, well, what do you mean? And I said, it doesn't matter what business you're in. I said, because I have everybody from a sand digger to massive doctor groups, you know, and doctors, for example, half of them have terrible credit and no money management skills. And they're just, you know, they're stressed and they're not running good businesses, even though they're good doctors. And it's like, you know, you start to see some patterns in business owners. And I would, you know, I I, I agree with you. They, They have a purpose and then they know their numbers, you know, was what I found a lot of times. I found these commonalities in these. And so, it's interesting to hear you say that they start, uh, that they guard their time well. And I, I, and I wonder if that feeling comes to you from them speaking with a purpose of what they're t- we're doing with their time. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that definitely does tie in because, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why they're so so protective of their time is because they they do have this this stronger why and this sort of purpose driven approach to everything. Where like they know where they're going and they know that they're going to need a lot of time to get to that place. So um, if they want to get there as fast as possible, they're going to have to invest as much time as possible right now. So I think I think that's definitely why they're not just like they're not just protecting their, their time for the heck of it. Um, but they they know where they're going and they know why they want to or how they want to use this time. And so being able to do that effectively is, is kind of, I think the driver there. So I got a big question for you. Okay. Um, how are you getting these guys to come on to your podcast? Like how did you, is it, I mean, obviously now that you're so, you know, where you're at and you're established and the, and the, the things you've been able to do with it, mm-hmm. but like uh, in the beginning, like how were you, were, were you, were you, were you nervous to, to approach them? Were you just all out? Like I'm shooting my shot. I don't care. Like, are you like, what, what happened? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, the first, I would say like six or seven episodes of the podcast were just me doing my own thing, talking about like personal finance stuff. Um, and, and so that, yeah, I, I had my first guest um, probably about a couple weeks in and that happened as a result of me going to an event called FinCon, which um, is this conference for people who create financial content, whether it's podcasts, blogs, YouTube, whatever. Um, so I went to this event and um, met some really, really cool people. So um, I, I had gotten a scholarship to the event actually because I've been creating content for less than a year. So if you're a new um, content creator, they actually have this scholarship program. They give out like 50 scholarships to to people who have been doing it for less than a year. I applied for one of those, got it. And then I went to Orlando, went to this conference and um, met some really cool people. So that was kind of the springboard because I was at this event. There were so many cool speakers talking about cool personal finance stuff that afterwards, like I would just walk up to them and I'd be like, hey, um, my name's Apple. At the time I was probably like 18. I was like, I'm 18 years old, just started a cool podcast. Um, and I would love it if you'd be a guest on the show. And, and so many of them were like, yeah, sure, I'll be a guest. Like, of course, like you came to this event, you saw me speak, like, of course, I'll be a guest on your podcast. So that was that was a really good way for me to get my foot in the door. And then, like, once I had those initial connections, I could then leverage those to sort of springboard off of. But beyond that, um, it's really just all been reaching out through Instagram, for the most part, like Instagram, and, and a little bit of LinkedIn, but pretty much all Instagram. Um, and there's really not that much to it, to be honest with you. Like, for me, it really just comes down to thinking about like, okay, what, what do, first of all, what do those people want? Like, what, what are they looking for? Like, what can I, how can I provide value to them? But, but two, like, you got to put yourself in the shoes of, of them and be like, okay, what are the messages that I'm getting every single day? Because most of these people that I'm talking to, they're getting hundreds, if not multiple hundreds of, of, of DMs every single day on Instagram. So like, you have to sort of think about how can you stand out from all of those messages they're getting? Like, how can you be different enough to actually get them to one, open your message and two respond to it? So that's, that's sort of a game that, that I like to play too. And just sort of thinking about like, okay, how can I provide this person value? And how can I show them that I can provide them value in such a way that they actually open my message in the first place? So it really just comes down to um, usually I'm sending video messages. So I'm just pulling up my phone, recording a quick like 15 second video being like, yo, Cody, um, my name's Apple. I host top 100 podcast called Young Smart Money. Would love to have you on the show. Talk about X, Y, and Z. If that's something you're interested in, let me know. Um, something like that. Super simple, but um, video messages get opened a lot more. I find just because it shows a little personal touch, you could also try voice messages. Those work pretty well too. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just finding ways to, to make yourself unique, stand out, make a good first impression. Cause I mean, if, if you're just sending them the same copy pasted message that you're sending everyone, 
I, I mean, it's never going to get to them. They're never going to open it. And if they do, they're going to be like, ah, this guy doesn't really care that much. So find a way to make yourself unique and um, find a way to actually provide them with value too. Don't just think about yourself. Think about them because everybody's, everybody's just out there thinking about themselves. So if you can show them because they are thinking about themselves, how it will benefit them, um, that's going to that's gonna get them to, to, to be much more likely to actually come on your show. Yeah, that's a very strategic way to think about that. And that's, uh, that's impressive. Um, you know, that's a, that's a super gold nugget there for people out there that are thinking about doing these things is that, you know, you've got to stand out and, uh, you've got to begin with the end in mind of being able to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to bring value to you too, you know, and it's, yep. it can't just be a selfish, no. you know, it's gotta be win-win. It can't be yeah. win-lose and lose-win. It's gotta be win-win. If you think that way, that's a huge gold nugget for people out there that want to, you know, they're thinking about doing something like this and, and, and getting out there. And for me personally, you know, yeah. um, as, as money talkers grows, um, you know, that I'm, I'm making notes over here while I'm, while I'm talking to you. So, uh, you know, I want to say thanks for that. And so, yeah. um, uh, what, where did you start out thinking that the podcasting would be a business for you? Like, did you have an, did you, did you start with an angle on it or did you want to just start to get your voice and your message out there and see where it went? No, it was, it was honestly just kind of another way for me to reach people with the content that I was putting out on YouTube, because like I said, I've been doing YouTube for like a year. And so, I mean, that was just a creative outlet for me. And I was like, well, I could probably reach more people if I went on audio too, because maybe some people would just find me there or would only prefer to listen to audio. So that's sort of why I started and was just doing pretty similar stuff on both platforms, um, repurposing a lot of stuff between the two. So, um, that was, that was sort of why I, um, started the podcast. There wasn't really an end goal. I never really thought it would, it would make money. Um, turns out it did. So that was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really have a, a vision or anything in mind for, for sort of making money off it or anything. So, um, are you finding now that because I, I mean, I've, I've heard amazing stats on the opportunities available in podcasts these days. And, uh, I've also heard amazing stats on the actual listeners on podcasts because, their, you know, their average salaries are something like 150% over what the, the usual average U.S. salaries are. And I think that comes from people seeking out information is a, is a, is a character, you know, trait. Like when you talked about going to, you want to learn about finance, go on YouTube, you know, and like yeah. you go out and you go get it. So that becomes kind of a character. So I hear people that are, are you know, getting podcasts is exploding and, um, and, and there's a lot of ground floor level stuff going on right now. And so, um, I'm curious what your thoughts are, uh, not only just because I, I think you do have amazing guests and you do have, um, you know, strategy behind that, but how do you decide, like, who do you want to bring to your audience? Yeah, that's a great question. So at the beginning, I was kind of a lot more just like willy nilly about it. And I was just trying to, to talk to people who, who I thought were cool or like, and, and there was a point too where I was doing one podcast a day, which was just ridiculous because at that point it was just really, really hard for me to like adequately research people. Um, so, so now that I've slowed down a bit to, to doing about um, two a week, it's, it's been a lot easier for me to make sure that the people that I do bring on the show are, are high quality and people that I think could bring a lot of value to the audience. But for me, it, it really comes down to thinking about like, okay, who, who is my audience and what would actually benefit them? And then also like, what do I want to learn? Like what, 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 what stage am I in, in my business and, and what person or who can I talk to that, that has the information that can help me with this current stage. So that's, those are sort of the two factors that go into it. Um, I also like to prioritize local people. So um, in, in sort of the, the podcasts that are going to be coming out in January, 
uh, I, I really prioritize doing interviews in person because there's so many cool people locally that um, aren't on like the huge scale of like some of these social media influencers, but are doing some really cool stuff, running some really cool businesses. So I like to prioritize local as well, just especially because like sitting down in person is so different from like a Zoom interview. Like Zoom interviews are great, but like sitting down with someone in person and actually like meeting them and, and getting to know them on a, on a personal, more personal level is is something that I really value. So been doing more of that, but it's really just like, yeah, who are the cool people around me um, or, or, or that I know of that are doing cool stuff? Whenever I have guests on the show, I'll always ask them like, yo, who, who do you know that's doing cool stuff? I'd love to talk to them. So it's really just, it's, it's through word of mouth and it's just anybody who I genuinely look up to, I'm going to hit them up and I'm going to ask them to do an interview because I want to I want to pick their brain. I want to learn from them. I want to see what what kind of gold nuggets they can they can share with the listeners. So that's that's sort of my my strategy or just like my thought process behind like the people that I bring on the show. But there's not it's not super structured. Like I don't plan things out like months in advance. It's really just like who are the people that I'm currently learning from, and um, I want to bring them on so that the listeners can learn from them, but also I can learn from them at a deeper level. That's awesome, man. Because that's um I you know. A lot of the things I say will be, uh, you know, a result of the average of your five friends. But it's right now, I think you can actually take that to the next level and say you're going to be the result of the people that you follow, you talk to, that, you know, that that you you can copy success. And I think that that's the thing is like a lot of people think it's very unattainable. But I really believe it's just you start to do the things like you're talking about drawing out, you know, the info from people who have done successful things. One of the things that I found about people who have had success in their lives, a lot of times they're a lot more willing to share that information than you think. Yep. Like it, they're actually a lot of times happy that they're that someone's even asking them about it because you, nobody talks to you about it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like you wanna you wanna tell people because you want more for other people. You know, a lot of times it's a lot of, it's a big personality trait of people that because they have to be someone who's brought a lot of value to have a lot of success. And so they have that mindset a lot of times. And I think that's really cool that that's kind of how you're seeking out the people that you're talking to is, you know, who do you want to learn from, you know, because, and you, you get this, you're using this medium as an opportunity to go talk to people, to pick their brains, to get their most successful tips and tricks out of them. And, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's really awesome. So, um, uh, the next question I have for you is like, like what are ways that you're, I guess even for you or just in general, like people are monetizing podcasts in general these days right now. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch. I actually, I made this, um, this sort of like guide that, that outlines like I think 16 of them, um, which is on my website somewhere. Um, I don't know the exact URL, but if you just go to applecreator.com or Cody, I can shoot it to you afterwards. Um, but I made this whole like sort of comprehensive sheet. It's like 30 pages long. It's crazy. Um, but, but I made that, but basically like, uh, to, to highlight some of them, I mean, obviously sponsorships are are huge. And like, if you listen to like the big shows, I mean, Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, these guys have five plus minutes of sponsors on their shows. Um, so, so that's, that's a decent way to make money if you if you have a lot of, if you have a lot, a lot of listeners. Um, I, I want to ask you one thing on that though. Yeah. So just because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a how person, like, so <laughs> let's say you wanted a sponsor, you're a guy yep. that uh, you're, you're, you know, you're a listener right now, you're 18 years old. You're like, man, I, I'm, I'm inspired. I want to go do what Apple's doing, right? And mm -hmm. like, he's like, okay, I'm going to start. And he starts going and he says, okay, well, he says, get sponsors. Like, how do I do that? Yeah. So, I mean, you realistically, um, you're not going to be able to get any sponsorships unless you're getting, I would say minimum like three to 5,000 downloads an episode. Um, and that's just because um, sponsors, they, they don't want to, they, they'd rather uh, 
sponsor a few big shows than like a ridiculous amount of small shows. Um, so, so you, you kind of have to have a, have a decent following first. If you don't, if you're not at that stage yet, um, and you, your, your podcast host potentially might offer some kind of sponsorship deals. Like I know if you use anchor, um, what they basically do is they have sponsors come to them and they'll be like, yo, I want to get a hundred thousand downloads on this ad. Anchor will be like, I want to get a hundred thousand downloads on this ad from people who are personal finance podcasters. Anchor will look at their database of podcasters and be like, okay, he, this guy gets a thousand an episode. This guy gets 500, this guy gets 250, whatever. And they sort of just, um, add it all up and then they um pay you whatever 75 percent of what the what the sponsor is paying them so you can get sponsors that way with a smaller audience generally it's not that worth it though because i mean cpms which basically stands for like cost per mill or how much money you're going to be getting per thousand downloads um on a certain ad is is usually between like the 20 to 30 dollar range so if you're only getting a thousand downloads on an episode you have one ad on it you're maybe getting 25 bucks for that episode which i mean in the grand scheme 25 bucks is like i don't know it's it's not it's not really going to make the difference it, it usually so that's that's kind of why you need to have more um listeners to make that a real viable option and then you have to potentially layer multiple sponsors into a single episode which it, it kind of depends on what you're going for with your podcast for me personally i have never put a sponsor on my show it's just not something that i i haven't found a, a company or a cause or an organization that i really feel like having them sponsor my podcast would bring significant value to my listeners i've been certainly approached by plenty um and and some of them are are, are more i don't know potentially um good options than others, but I just haven't found a good one yet. I'm not, I'm not totally against it, but I, I would need to find a really good potential partner to do that with. So that's, that's sort of how sponsors work. Um, and again, you can either, if you, if you don't have a, a host, an audio or a podcast host that does that for you, um, you can just reach out to companies or, or companies will reach out to you. If you put your, um, email well, your emails automatically in your RSS feed, so they can just scrape that if they want it. Um, but yeah, just reaching out to, to local companies, honestly, is a great place to start. Um, and just being like, yo, do you want to sponsor a podcast? Cause a lot of times like the, the 20 to $30 per thousand rate is, is sort of like industry average. But if you're just working with like a small local business or, or somebody who's not spending thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars on podcast ads, um, that, that isn't necessarily like the end all be all rate. Like you can kind of set your own rate. Um, and it's kind of just up to the market to determine like if they're willing to pay it or not. So that's sort of how those work. Um, on the other end though, cause there's really like two sides of podcast advertising or, or podcast monetization rather there's, there's making money on the front end or the back end. And basically the front end, when I say that, what I mean is like, is like running ads on your show, doing affiliate marketing, basically any way that you're making money based off of the people who are listening to your show. Um, so any, any services you provide to your listeners, any like info products you sell, whatever, um, all the things that, that you're, that you're providing to your listeners, um, versus backend marketing or backend monetization, which is, um, making money based off of, of your guests that you have on the show. So that's, that's more of what I was doing when I was more focused on monetizing my show. Cause now I run Podblade full time, which, um, as, as you mentioned, Cody is, is a podcast editing company. Um, so I do that full time and that's not super relevant to my podcast, which is about entrepreneurship and personal finance. So, um, I don't really tie those together all that much right now. The podcast is kind of more just for, for building the community and, um, just, just learning myself. But what I was doing before I started Podblade uh, about a year ago was I was, I was running, um, kind of like a, like a funnel building, um, agency, kind of like a, a digital marketing agency, but I was doing like Facebook ads, building sales funnels, 
um, doing a little bit of email marketing. So I was doing all this stuff for my podcast guests. So basically at the end of the interview, I'd be like, yo, um, just so you know, I run a digital marketing company. I do sales funnels, Facebook ads. So if you know anybody who is in need or if you potentially want to talk, um, just let me know and um, we can do that. So I was just doing that after every episode and then um, a couple clients here and there, maybe like one out of four, one out of three would take me up on it. Um, I do some work for them. They might refer me some business. And so that was kind of what I was doing before um, pod blade and monetizing that way. Awesome. So that's a, uh, and that's, that's a, that's a really deep dive into how that works. And I appreciate it because that's the surface stuff that a lot of people, you know, probably feel a little bit confused about in that part of it. And so like, um, you know, we're getting close here toward the end, but I want to ask you like, what, what's next for you? Where, yeah. where, where is, where is Apple <laughs> going to take this thing, man? You just graduated. So like, <laughs> The world is there, man. What are you gonna do? I I love the pod blade idea, by the way. I think it's thoroughly needed in the uh, in the industry, and I, I may be becoming a uh, a client here shortly. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, well, I'm just curious, man. What do you what do you got now that you're? I mean, you did all this in college. Yeah. So like now, what are you gonna do with all this yeah. time you've got? I mean, I've really only got two things on the docket right now. The first of which is I'm going on a 10 day uh, silent vipassana, which is a style of meditation uh, retreat in about less than two weeks, I think. So that's really creeping up. Wow. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's very interesting that you're going on a silent retreat as a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you, gotta, you gotta have different stages. So yeah, so I'm gonna be doing that, which is gonna be definitely an experience. I currently, I meditate pretty much every day, but not, not quite for the, the 12 hours a day that, that I'm gonna be getting over there. So wow. that's, yeah, that's gonna be really exciting. And then after that, I'm headed to Southeast Asia for probably about three months. So I just have a one-way ticket right now, and I'll, I'll kind of figure it out as I go. But I'm headed to Thailand probably for two months, and then to Malaysia, and then probably the Philippines. So I'm going to just be bopping around over there, um, see some cool stuff, hopefully meet some cool people. And so that's all that's on the docket for now, and all the while I'll be um, just doing my own thing. So I don't – yeah, I don't really have any, any – um, I mean, honestly, it's just, it's just working on Podblade is like, is the main focus right now and just yeah. scaling that up and continuing to grow. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's all that's on the docket for the moment. <laughs> Man, that's so cool though. I, th I think, uh, I, I think that, um, you know, you, you see it as like, well, I'm not doing much. It's like, no, I'm just running a top 100, you know, uh, <laughs> podcast. I've got a full company I'm scaling and I, I kind of, I, you know, it, it's awesome to hear you, uh, hear what you're going out there to do and go conquer the world, man. So I wish you the best on that stuff. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing the journey. You know, I'm Thank sure you. you're probably going to be documenting stuff. And, For sure. You know, growing and, and, and meeting amazing people and seeing some amazing things. And uh, and, and I'm excited for you. So that's, um, that's a really cool thing. And I just, uh, I kind of want to wrap it up there. Um, I, I wish I could talk to you for another two hours, man. I think this is... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's it been a great, great talk. And I want to say thank you very much. Um, you know, if people are getting out there, uh, guys, go check out Podblade. Um, if you want to get started, it's really low cost. I mean, we're talking, it, it, it blew my mind when I went on there and I saw that there's podcast editing down to $20, man, where it starts. And I'm like, this is nothing if you need digital help. So if you want to get started, you want to get out there, um, for, first of all, you know, go, uh, go follow young, smart money, go start listening to Apple stuff. Um, and then get out there and go hit pod blade, man. Cause it is, uh, it, it's out there for you guys and podcasts are blowing up right now. So I want to say thank you, man. I will really appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate it, Cody. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Fantastic.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. Please come join the Money Talkers community. Simply open up Facebook and search for the Money Talkers for parents who want successful children. Or, if you're on Instagram, come follow us for weekly updates and quick, successful mindset posts to impact your day. Our handle is at the Money Talkers. And remember, if you know somebody else out there that could benefit from this podcast, please, please make sure you share it. So we can have the biggest impact and change our young people's financial future. Let them know that you're a Money Talkers.